are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I am. Um, we just had a family trip to the dentist. So Freya oh. had her first ever dentist appointment. Wow. I'm so, I'm so sad that like, I can't come along to these things because <laughs> of the virus. Like you already know that I would want to go to her first dentist appointment to get pictures of her all crazy. with. Ah, Did they have her mouth all bushy going insane? No, he just, it was just like, the dentist just basically put the fingers in the mouth and just took a quick look because Frey was like, who is this near me? And, and what are they trying to, <laughs> well, at least they weren't putting nappy, um, nappy cream as her, <laughs> as her toothpaste. <laughs> I, know, I did that. I can't, you know what? Um, I realized after I did, it, I was like, this, this is, seems a bit thick, but luckily it was, it was fine. I managed to get it out of her mouth quickly. That's one of my favorite new parent stories of yours, Lou, because you you guys started out like it's so funny to watch you guys start out as like brand new parents. And now it's almost as if you're parents of three, but you're really parents of one. And you're just like so used to it by now, like calm, cool, collected, Lou. And it's like so crazy to like have known you guys for like, I feel like really was what almost six months maybe a year before charles was pregnant yeah what was it six months yeah yep i mean so yeah, like it's been a while I, I can't even figure out the dates when was she pregnant i, I don't mean, i don't remember how long i knew you guys before she was pregnant it's we were at Coachella and I remember you guys like were telling me like, Oh no, we're like, we're being good this year. Like, and I was like, huh? I know. I guess because we hadn't had the, we hadn't got the results back on, I think it was the three month result or something like that. So we didn't want to tell anyone. I know I was, but I, you I was... pretty much guessed straight away. <laughs> yeah. It's always that thing is when you're out somewhere and it's like, Oh, I'm not drinking. Then it's like, Oh shit. There's only one really one thing that you, you're pregnant or you're, you know, you just left. Yeah. You're a recovering alcoholic. One of the, one of the two. It's never just like, yeah. oh, maybe I just don't fancy doing anything. Well, I mean, I was afraid you were going to quit. Remember? Like, you're like, <laughs> I have something we, we want to tell you. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I, oh no, you're, you're quitting. Um, so welcome to in my feels. <laughs> this is the first one we've actually done. That's one-on-one. I know. Um, this uh, we've done what seventeen episodes now, which is insane. Over the past, years. yeah. Who's been your favorite? Who's been my favorite? Um, I, I, honestly, I can't. Like, this is like the most genuine answer. I couldn't pick a favorite. I was trying to think because I knew that question was going to be something that we talked about. But like, so many people stuck out to me. Obviously, I loved having Mary on the show and. Mary was amazing. Um, Mary's incredible. So, I actually, like, I actually hit her up and was like, "You should be a show regular." Like, she, I genuinely. Yeah, I know, right? You, me, and Mary. Um, she's amazing. Such a, I mean, personality-wise, this her intellect in terms of universal knowledge is insane. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, obviously, Duncan Trussell was an incredible episode. <laughs> Um, he's, he's like my, do you follow him on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love him on Instagram, like just posting from his absurd bathtub shower. And he's like, I don't know if you saw his most recent video. It's hilarious. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, we've had like a lot of good from the jump. I mean, we, what was our very first episode? Uh, who was our first episode? Uh, Jay Shetty, wasn't it? No, no, no. Gary V. Was it Gary V our very first episode? Yes. Yeah. So Gary V is coming back on as well. Which I would put up there as one of my other top. I can't really, honestly, I feel like we just learn so much about each individual. What, who would you say your favorite is? Cause like I, I sit and think about them all and they're all so different. So different. Um, yeah. And I mean, they all have such different stories, gifts and all I mean, that. I mean, Duncan Trussell was amazing. I mean, they're all amazing. Like, Duncan Trussell was amazing. Uh, Damien Eccles was incredible. Damien! <laughs> yes. Uh, Damien blew my mind. 
Matthew Walker, the sleep scientist, blew my mind too. So I, you're right. They're all so different in such a different specified field that it's hard to pinpoint exactly which one. Maybe it's this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would honestly say that this would probably be the most like, I don't know, chill. I mean, definitely the most chill one that we've done so far. The reason Lou and I wanted to kind of do this is we've never had an episode of just us talking about what we're going through, you know, or how we're feeling. Um, you guys know a lot about me, but you haven't really had that much t- time to learn about Lou and um, him personally and all of that. And I just feel like this was a, a really good time to do so. And like, we miss each other. We live only 10 minutes away, but like we're going into another lockdown. I can't even believe it. Are we? Oh yeah, I, I, Which, I, I, you know me, I'm well, like, in, I'm like, I, no news. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. do, do you know who got elected as president? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I just about know that. <laughs> just about. Um, but I, yeah, we. I've heard we're going into another lockdown, but I'm like, I've I've stayed locked down. <laughs> I've been pretty locked down. So, um, you know, Lou and I just we wanted to get this episode out there where we finally talk one-on-one. I, I, I think I want to start on a super positive. I mean, nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. I mean, which, I, I mean, everyone's like, I, when I saw it, I can't believe it. I was like, I fucking knew it. I've I always said, you. I've always said, what did I say from the beginning? I wasn't talking about Grammys and stuff. I said, focus on the music and the rest will take care of itself. And that's literally what you did. You literally focused on creating great, fucking music the the ep the the end of everything ep july um lonely like all those records are true to you and exactly kind of the, the what we set out to do and you delivered it and i mean you know I, i'm not surprised when i saw it. i kind of i i kind of knew that it was coming because i mean we're so deep in it it's very hard for us and i don't take other people's reactions as gospel but you know, you're seeing select people that you look up to hit you up, be like, this is a great fucking EP. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily be like a fan fan. It would be like someone that who's like a good friend of yours would be like, yo, I literally just listened to Noah's EP. It's probably the best EP I've heard in a very long time. And I'd be like, oh, shit. Aww. But when you're in it, you're making it. You, all you're focused on is making great stuff. Um, so I want to ask you, like, how do you feel about this whole process, like now, how your record's coming out, like what space are you in? Um, I'm in probably the clearest space I've been in, in like two years. Um, I uh, musically have evolved so much. And I, again, you know, when I met Lou, uh, last year in January or February, um, I had not one ounce of confidence. I have a little bit more now. And, um, uh, I was like technically just kind of terrified of, of being out and vulnerable as an artist. And Lou really helped me, um, find myself in that way. And, um, you know, not only as a friend, but, you know, Lou is also, also my NR and we just had a really close bond through, you know, when we met, it wasn't what, what helped me get so close to Lou was when we met, it wasn't immediately about the music. He just cared about how I was as a human being. And he got, and he, and he helped me get to where I needed to be first and then we started working on the music and we started working on everything and that's how everything fell into place. But I would say for the EP and the end of everything, I don't think I would have written this song, the end of everything, if the lockdown wouldn't have happened or if and any of this would have happened because like writing it from my couch and like looking outside and, and, kind of picturing the end of the world while this kind of like apocalyptic thing was happening. Like the streets were empty. It was very like hard to also like 
not fall into bad habits during quarantine and not, and not, not reverse. Um, and so, you know, music was like the only thing that I had to focus on. And I, and I put my everything into my music. I put all my emotions, all of my hurt, all of my sadness, all the betrayal, all the love that I've ever felt in my life. I, I got to sit with it and I got to create it. And I, and I genuinely have like never looked back at something like I do this. There's when I, when I think about everything where I actually genuinely feel really proud of myself. And that's the first time that I've genuinely felt very, very proud of myself was creating this EP. And it wasn't because of the stream numbers or because of, of course, I'm grateful. I'm blessed that all of that comes with it, that, that people are loving my music. And I just got nominated as best new artist. But I think just the most rewarding thing was like, I'm making something that I actually love that I, that I, that I can put out with full confidence. And this is something that I can have confidence in when I, when I don't have confidence in myself, I can look at my music and I know that I can do that. And I know that's what I'm meant to do. And I know that's why I'm here. And I know that's my purpose. Um, and that's just something that I kind of, you know, been reminding myself every day. Um, but uh, hello, I wouldn't have gotten a Grammy nom if it wasn't for you. So hello, how were you feeling that day? Um, I'm feeling, I mean, I'm always great. I mean, I'm, I think my goal when we started working together wasn't, again, I, I don't focus on the accolades of it. And I know you don't either. Um, I mean, they're nice. They're amazing. But for me, I think, I think it was getting you, you in a headspace where you could channel your energy, your anxieties, your stresses into your music rather than let it affect your music and your life. Um, and anyone listening who's kind of, you know, feeling that type of way, who doesn't have, a, have, a, have anything, you know, like the music side of it or any of that type of stuff. I mean, you just have to really knuckle down and, and, and know that your life is the actual meaning. So we're always searching for the meaning. Obviously, Noah's meaning is is her music, which has always been she's she's always been a part of that. I've always been a part of music, and my meaning is is everything uh, with music and family and and friends and everything else. Um, but I I know that my life is the meaning. Um, so I was feeling I, I was so happy for you. I was like elated. I was because it because it was a, it was a team effort like absolutely you know? no yeah for sure but I, I i mean for you personally for me because you know i adore you and i love everything you stand for i love the music you create i love that you're super honest with everything you wear your heart on your sleeve um and yeah i, I just felt like it was super well deserved obviously but it was if people could see the inner workings and you in the studio and and, you know, the writing, the, the, the thought process that goes into it, the lyrical content. And, and to be honest, I was super proud of, of this, the, the music that we made, um, because it's a great fucking record. So it's honestly, it is. I mean, it's one of the best EPs I've heard in a very, very long time. And I've been doing this for a long time. It's true, though. I mean, like, if you, from, you know, all the songs, all the, they all make sense. They all fit stylistically. They're, they're incredible. Um, and yeah, it was just a great thing to be a part of, you know, like I'm happy to be a part of it. Like it's, it's something I'm super proud of. Um, and, but you know, you know, back to the kind of spiritual sense of it, you know, if, for people who's listening spiritually, Noah is, is the, the controller of her whole universe. And she always has been, it's just, she's never seen it clearly as she's seeing it now. Um, so all of her thoughts, emotions, her feelings, all of that stuff is is in her music. It's trapped in her music. Um, and the fact that she created from such an honest place with, with I mean, to be honest, like in terms of the process, so people can understand the process of the, the kind of music. When, when Noah wrote July, it wasn't essentially the happiest time or the happiest place she was in. But it's the way the song rolled out and everyone else was behind it. So Noah was like, I, I love this song. Everyone was like, I love this song. She wrote this song super quick on a trip in Bali, um, sent me this song. I was like, this song's fucking amazing. We have to finish it. We finished it and it was just put out. There was no expectation. There wasn't, this is going to chart or this is going to get X amount of streams. There was, so we had no resistance to the actual song coming out. So therefore we knew emotionally how much we loved the song 
and we let the song go. And then the song started building and started getting all these natural streams. And it's had like, I don't know, 800 million streams now. And again, that whole thought process. So we, the plan is to continue to come out with that. And you can see from other releases you've had, Noah, how, how much resistance is behind those or the anticipation or the expectation. Whereas July and the lonelies and all those, the end of everything's, there, there wasn't as much resistance. It was just like, I, I love this, so I'm going to put it out. And I think we forget that in the structure of the labels and the music and everything else. It's about the music. thousand percent. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> that's why, like, you know, um, I've been a fan of John Mayer, like, my whole life. Um, always looked up to John Mayer. And um, when I met John Mayer, he told me how much he loved July and um, how when I sing that song, I'm going to feel brand new every time I sing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be exciting every time I perform it. Um, and, and songs like that don't die out to you or to whomever. Um, and that coming from one of my musical idols changed my life on my myself as an artist my own perspective um and then he heard i got so high i saw jesus before it came out and he had the exact same response and so my drive for the ep was to keep creating songs that i'm going to want to sing for the rest of my life and i know i'm not going to sing every single song on that ep for the rest of my life but if i had to I would love to because every single one of those songs I'll sit and I'll, I'll play them on my piano or like the other day I was sitting um, just out on, on the couch, looking at the mountains that inspired the end of everything. Like after I watched this time-lapse of the future and the way the end of the universe will come about and, you know, looking at earth, before all of this happens and seeing that it's right in front of us right now, we have right now, we don't have, that's what I'm learning so much. You ask where I am and where I, where I'm at mentally is that I am living right now. I've lost my grandma this year that I love so fucking much that I now know how valuable time is and how quickly it moves. Um, there's just so many things that like I really in the past month even have just realized that there's a lot of change, a good change. Not, not that there's bad things about me. I want to change, but just things that I can one up and then I can upgrade myself to this new level and, and, and open-mindedness and, you know, get to a point of confidence and, and believing in myself without, without, validation or hesitation and and you know that's the spot that i'm trying to get to and i definitely feel myself growing in that and i a big 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 help has been working with mary mm -hmm. i love that you know what that, that that's beautiful no i mean seeing um, person knowing you personally the seeing your growth from when i first met you to now you're like the bipolar opposite yeah i mean which it should be this is the this is the whole point of evolution you're growing as a person and it was surreal for me because, I mean, obviously with your, your mammy, we, we, we all spent Thanksgiving last year. So when this Thanksgiving came over, you know, it was upsetting. But for me, um, you know, she's not gone. Her, just, her energy is just transformed. You may not be able to perceive or see her, but you can definitely sense her. I've for sure already gotten like so many messages from her that I know she is not gone. She is very busy doing her work that she was so excited to do. My, my grandma was the most unselfish, most loving woman that devoted herself to, to God and Christianity and believed in that with all of her, all, 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 all that was made of her. And like, the, the one thing, you know, that gave me comfort about my grandma's passing was that 
she's finally doing what she was born to do. She wanted to be an angel. She wanted to, she wanted to do God's work. She wanted to be a part of God's church and, and God called her home and she's home and she's in heaven. And she's, she reaches out to me all the time. I feel her all the time. There's times I'm talking about her and something will happen and everyone in the room just knows. And, and it's just, you know, you believe it or you don't. And you, you either like take it or you don't. And, and I've, and I've gotten these messages from her and, and, and there's so much more beyond life. And that's another reason why, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to do this life right. Because I want, I want the, I want that after, I want the afterlife to, 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 you know, be everything that, that I've heard about since I was a little girl, you know? And yep. that, that, that my pappy used to sing about and that, that we learn in church. And I don't know. I just, I know Mammy is, is so happy and fulfilling all the things that she knew she was destined to do. Like she always knew that she was meant to do God's work. And that's exactly what she did. Mm-hmm. That's such a beautiful perspective too. I mean, you know, because, I mean, everyone who's listening, who's ever lost someone, I think they can relate to, you know, the hurt and the pain and, and everything else. But, you know, you're, you're, it's the afterlife. So now we're focused in this life and it's the perspective of, you know, the stresses we put amongst ourselves, the, the anxieties we put amongst ourselves, all these other situations that we relate to, that we put on ourselves that, that, you know, that make us sad and depressed and all these things. And, and in an event like losing someone, you know, kind of corrects all those things. And, and it, it makes you think like, why, why am I doing any of that? And, it, and, and it's really not worth it. It's just to focus on the people that you love and, you know, you know, and the people that have passed over. <clears throat> I mean, there's, I mean, you know, me with life after death is it's, it's, it's nothing is permanent. Energy is just always moving. It's always on a vibration. It's always on a sound. It's always like, you know, Mary was the one who, who spoke about the, the sounds and the, and the vibrations and everything else and communicating with the other side through sounds. Which I listen to, I listen, I listen to my playlist that Mary gave me. Yeah. I, I have, uh, sorry to cut you off, but like, oh, no, 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 absolutely. They, they help so much. Um, you guys to listen to these sounds and tones. Lou can kind of give you the like exact stuff of what it's called, but Mary, <laughs> Lou, Lou and Mary kind of are like my uh, spirit guides here on earth. And, um, uh, but yeah, I listen to these vibrations whenever I'm going to bed at night and I have specific ones. Um, Mary gave me some the other night when I was throwing up and anxious and she was like, play this while you sleep. It's going to help your stomach. And, and it did, it really did. I, that was my first night of full sleep. Yeah. Um, and it's called, um, what's it? It's, it's called signs music. S I N E S yes. it's on YouTube. It's on um, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. And it has all the connotations and the meanings behind every sound and what it can kind of do. And, and it, it works. It's amazing. I mean, I've been listening to, there's even one when you're emailing, that you can put on for better communication. So it will wow, open. really? Yeah, there's a better, there's a way to open it up. So, for example, if you're if you're taking a business meeting or a call, just before you take the call, you can put the put the sound on, and it will open up your communication wave to to make you a better communicator and to receive better communication. I'm gonna listen to that when we get off of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that on full blast. Um, I, I want to piggyback onto the the whole, the Grammy uh, nomination, best new ones. Did I read somewhere you're the first Cyrus to to be Grammy nominated? No, I am not. I am not. I am not. I am not. That would be crazy. My dad was nominated for five Grammys in a oh, night, and and um, first he... female Cyrus. No, no. I believe Miley was nominated for Wrecking Ball. If I'm if if that's not true, then I would be very very shocked. Um, I'm sure I read that Noah. I don't know. I don't know. I read, I, I read it somewhere in a in a in a really like big publication that you were the you were the first female. I don't Cyrus. know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but I do know my dad, his very first time at the his very first night at the Grammys was nominated for five in a night and didn't win one. 
Yeah. And his 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 time back at the Grammys was with Old Town Road. Oh, I that's don't, right. I, I don't think you can come back with a song bigger than Old Town Road. Wait, wait. So I, pre Old Town Road, was he nominated? Yes, for five and a night, and didn't lo- and didn't win one. Got it. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure I read somewhere that you're the first female Cyrus. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I, um, someone fact check. I can't confirm that. <laughs> I would be super shocked and disappointed if I heard Wrecking Ball did not get nominated or any of Miley's work has not been nominated for a Grammy yet. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so uh, just kind of yeah. still on the positive tip. Um, have you set any intentions for like moving into 2021? Obviously, we live in the now. But, you know, we kind of know now what, where we want to be or how we want to be. Or is there any specific intentions you've set for, for, for next year? Yeah, I want to be present. Mm. And there's a lot that's kept me from being present. Um, as much as I smoke weed and I love weed and I will talk about weed and I will, you know, whatever. I want to slow down on smoking weed. I want to, um, like for my vocal reasons for taking care of myself, you know, like I want to slow down on smoking weed, but I want to, that also makes me like groggy sometimes and not present. And I want to be really present because that's what this year, I think I learned the most out of everything Mm -hmm. was that we missed a lot. I missed out on a lot. Um, because it kind of puts you in that because I mean, I, I, I recently started smoking again, but I, I smoked two parts CBD and one part THC. So in the same in the same right. flower. And, and if I smoke certain strains, it kind of makes you feel lazy. Yeah. Or like, oh, you know, I can't move. I'll do it tomorrow. And then it's like, Pour out the whole damn I'm going to get lazy. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> so and then now I started doing it like of an evening, like when the baby goes down when you, when you can kind of relax and it's, and it's my workflow is so, so much better. I mean, like my energy levels are so much better. And the CBD one is like, you still get a little bit, uh, this two part CBD and then one part TC, you still get the the high, mm-hmm. but you also get the benefit of what CBD brings, you know, the kind of the no mind, I call it, even though my mind is pretty, pretty clear anyway, but in terms of, you know, what's funny as well. I, I read something the other day that was like, you know, the saying peace of mind, Yes. Right. I also read that peace of mind can't exist when there's mind. So that that connotation is actually wrong. If you think about peace of mind, your mind is not peace. No mind is peace. No. So it should be peace of no mind. I don't know. That was just a brain fart I had that just came to me. But I think you're right. I think you're... So when someone you says just I just want peace of mind, avalanche in my brain. tell them no, peace of no mind. My brain is rocking back and forth <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> but I think for you, that's a good thing. I mean, again, that's, that's the evolution. That's your growth is the fact that you've kind of come to a realization that being present is, is the way to move forward. And I 100% agree. Um, and maybe cutting down the weed is kind of one of those ways to do it. Yeah, for sure. Because I just feel like, obviously, if you're just like sitting around smoking a blunt all day you're like you're not going to be present (laughs) and um yeah i just want to i want to be clear-headed i want to be able to um you know just focus on what's like really important and and that's family and that's my work not because that it's work i just love my work and I want to be great. I want to con- continue to be great at what I do. Um, and I feel like some of some of my lifestyle choices could hold me back from that. And and I don't I don't want that. And so you know, um, I've never been one for like New Year's resolution, all of this stuff. But like, because I'm you know I don't like setting high hopes that I'm not going to follow. But this year, I definitely my one thing is to to be present and to, you know, there's certain things everybody has their things about themselves, you know, that I'm working on personally that I 
want to remove from my life. And I know that once that toxicness is out of my life, this, you know, things that, you know, are become repetitive, that become a routine, you know, that aren't good for you, whether that's the people you're around, the things that you're doing, there's so much of that, that I've just kind of shifted even in the past month that like, I know I'm just so, I'm so ready to go forward with the year and, and be positive. And I've gone through so much with, with my depression and my body dysmorphia, where I just want to have a good year. And, and I know that stuff's going to get in the way and that's always going to be there on the side. And those are my things that I deal with. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's learning how to, to tackle it and move forward than covering it up and, and just patching it up and saying, I'll, I'll come back to this later. You know, I don't, I don't want to come back to it all later. I want to, I want to get to it right now so I can live right now, you know, and not miss any moments. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Lou, Lou, my question for you. What, what were you going to say? You sound so grown. Oh, I love you. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I, I told it. you in the past two days, I've like evolved. Jesus. I'm like, wh- where is Noah? Holy, <laughs> I love this. No, I, I love you. I mean, this is literally the whole premise of why we do in my fields and it's, it's personal growth, it's evolution. You know, I think we get, you know, anxious and depressed and have all these type of things when we remain stagnant. Because we are, we're, we're energy. We have to constantly move. We have to constantly flow. And when you don't, that's when the, the kind of problems arise. Um, wow. I'm not, no, I'm super proud of you. I love, I love that. I love you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, for you, I, I can't believe we just had Freya's first birthday. I know. Well, she's now for th- what, 13 months. You know what's funny yeah. is, is the fact that, you know, when, pe- when before I had a kid and parents would be like, Oh, she's 14 and a half months. And I'd be like, so she's like 14 months or 15 months. And you'd be like, why would parents always? Why don't you just say like a year and instead of 13 months? Yeah. Because Noah, the difference between Freya at 12 months to, to 13 months is like bipolar opposite. So every month, every week, she's different. Like every day she's different. So for us now as parents, I realize why you give a specific date of how old she is because it's every month is like, like a pivotal moment. So different. So different. Like she took two steps for the first time yesterday on her 13 month birthday. Yeah, exactly. On her own? On her own. Yeah. Did you get a video? No, because I mean, you can't, it's not like you have a phone. I know. I know. Moment. And she, but, but you know, 12 months, she was super unstable with her you know or even yeah. even last week and what about she, with her little car i got her is she oh she loves that See, that, that that car's a blessing and a curse for us <laughs> she always wants to be driven in it and so that means we have to always push her around the whole house and if we push stop her. she starts crying and then she knows the buttons one button is a, is the the horn and one is the um the ignition sound so if we're not moving fast enough she'll keep pressing the horn and if we've stopped she'll press the ignition she knows exactly what to do. I created a monster Literally. when I brought when I brought Freya at twelve months old her first G wagon. <laughs> <laughs> All black. I mean, she and it won't be her it. last. She's gonna manifest. She's gonna loves it. Right but, now, we uh, Teddy Ruxpin's on it, so she pushes Teddy Ruxpin around in it. And the, the great thing is that you can set it in a, 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 and a, have it turn, so she can walk around in circles. Oh, you can? Yeah, 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 which is great because she can Oh, do you that, figured like, that out? Yes. That she's not just running into no, 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 the edges she, anymore. Yeah, so she knows exactly. But she knows how to steer and everything. It's really quite scary. That's, I told you, she got her license already. Yeah, she's, she, she knows exactly what she's doing. But see, we, I mean, how you're describing now is we have to get back to that, that how children are. You know, Freya did her first tantrum the other day. Uh, with with Charlene and she basically didn't cry but she did this like "Eh," and like rolled around on the floor and then like she rolled on one of her toys was she trying to change her nappy 
No, she was she was trying to get some. She was trying to breastfeed, but it wasn't oh. time to breastfeed. Freya she, was angry. She was angry. Yeah, so okay. she rolled around, and I, we were just watching her, kind of trying not to laugh. And she rolled on one of her favorite toys, and as she rolled on the toy, she looked at the toy, and she was like, "Oh!" and started playing. That's how like quickly the, their minds shut off from. Oh, it's drama. Oh, no drama. Yeah. And I feel she, like if, she saw Elmo and was like, happy, happy, dance, dance. Literally, <laughs> she, so, she's over it. And I'm like, if we can actually, as people get as, as adults without all the conditioning, all the bullshit as how you just described being present, you know, at, when anxiety and stresses and depression comes in, you're right. You be truthful about it. You admit it. You, you talk about it. You express it enough until you, you've exhausted it, until the only option is for it to go away. Uh, but kids are just they can drop it like that. So I feel like we have it in us. We've just lost that process. And I think the way you described it so beautifully is exactly how we should be doing it, is that staying present. And that's how we do it, by staying present. And you always say on the episode, you know, if you live in the past or the future, that's where the anxieties come on because you're worrying about one of the other, whereas none of those actually exist because they're both created in the now. Neither you can control. You can, though. Unless in this second. In the, in the now, yes. You are the master and creator of your ship. Everyone who's listening, you are literally, your emotions, your feelings, your attractions, it's you are the power that is there that attracts everything like a magnet. We are that energy. We are that source. And My dad always says, the past does not equal the future. The future is now. <laughs> <laughs> How is Pups? He's great. He's great. He's amazing. We FaceTime. We just FaceTimed. Um, uh, we, you know, because he got stuck over Nashville during quarantine. So it's just been interesting, like getting there and back. Um, this was our first Thanksgiving in my entire life. I have never been with my family. Who was? Who did you spend it with? Alexa in New York. Oh, that's right. You were in New York. And it was amazing. I loved being with my best friend. And um, I also think a lot of this that's going on in my head had a lot to do with just going and being with my best friend and like, uh, I don't know, having that Noah time, that normal Noah time with my best friend since I was 10 years old and and just hang out. And we, we did Thanksgiving. We drove to Cracker Barrel, which was all the way in New Jersey from the city. Um, we got Thanksgiving dinner and all that. And we were, you know, so happy, but it, it, I was sad to be away from my family, obviously. Um, but this year, um, you know, our traditions for Thanksgiving, I think, I mean, you were, you were with us last Thanksgiving and Mammy was there really that day was, was kind of Mammy day. Yep. Um, that that's kind of how we looked at Thanksgiving is when do we pick up Mammy? And um, before Mammy got a little older, Mammy would always make the mashed potatoes and we would look forward to Mammy's mashed potatoes. And, you know, we never celebrate Thanksgiving for the real meaning of Thanksgiving, mm. Fuck fuck the real meaning of Thanksgiving. It's, ter- it's actually terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, I, I, we're celebrating the, stealing land from the native americans and, and it's mm-hmm. it's not right it's the it's honestly the worst holiday but i try to i we look at it as i'm thankful for my family and i'm thankful for the food on our table and i'm thankful for the roof over our heads and i'm think and i'm and i'm thankful for everyone in this room um that was freya's first thanksgiving i have a picture of her on my phone because <laughs> i remember i made you no. i made I, I remember i wanted to take a picture of how small she was compared to the turkey Yep. And um, that's what Thanksgiving is about. Thanksgiving has never been about anything else for me because honestly, I hate the meaning of the real Thanksgiving. Yeah. My whole family does. We have never, we've never uh, celebrated Thanksgiving for what it is. Yep. I think we celebrate Thanksgiving for our family, for, for our, for the, the, the blessings that God has put into our lives. We've had such abnormal, unusual lives especially me myself as a 20 year old i've seen the entire world basically and i'm so grateful i'm so thankful i'm so thankful for my job i'm so thankful for my fans i'm so thankful for my family for you for for friends you know um so this year 
with my grandma being gone, celebrating didn't I or doing Thanksgiving, I none of us really wanted to. It wasn't like um a big sad thing. It was just like I was in New York. Um I was in New York and um was supposed to be there for work as well, but work got canceled due to the pandemic and all of that stuff. And so I decided to stay with Alexa and, you know, not have my best friend alone on Thanksgiving. And, you know, mom and Miley were here in, in LA, but Brazen, Trace and Brandy are in Nashville and dad's in Nashville. So it was just kind of hard for us to like all get thrown together this year, um, which made it a little different, but um, for the holidays, I'm going to go and I'm going to see, my dad, um, I think I'm leaving here on the 13th or the 18th. Um, and we'll go and we, we, we spend Christmas in Nashville. Um, and then, then we'll pull my dad when we fly back over mm-hmm. as we all fly back over together, we'll, we'll bring him back, but there just hasn't really been a time for us to all get on an airplane and mm-hmm. fly there like safely together. So we wait for all of us to like be able to get on one airplane safely together, test beforehand, test and do all of that. Whenever we get home, my, um, Oh, I was just about to say something about my brother, but I'll leave that for him. Um, but like, there's so many things about, you know, just like I'm excited to go home for and, and, and see and, um, be there with my family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, since having the little one, like I, I love Christmas now. Like I, like I have so many decorations out. We've got a beautiful tree up. Um, like we go super in, um, but you're not going to do Santa, right? I'm not going to do Santa. No, we're not I mean, doing Santa. I don't know. I mean, my wife's always like, you should do Santa, but maybe I'll do Elmo again. Like the full she Elmo. Might, she might just start thinking Elmo is the Christmas. That's miracle. He is. He really is. <laughs> Guys, for for those who don't know why where you keep mentioning Elmo, Freya, uh my daughter, my my goddaughter, Lou's daughter, um, she loves Elmo, is just obsessed with Elmo. Um, and Lou dresses Elmo at her birthday party. And Charles, uh, his wife would not let him break character. <laughs> there were there were some four year olds there that that would have maybe realized he was breaking character. Yeah. So he had to be in Elmo Land like the whole birthday party. The voice um, and everything. The voice yeah. and everything. So now we keep the big giant Elmo head on the floor. Is, is it still on the floor? Uh, no, in the we, we, we put it we put it away now because she. I mean, she's cause... over Elmo. No, no, she kept dragging it around. It literally wouldn't leave her side. So I was like, no, we, we, I, I like Elmo to be a little special surprise for her every now and then <laughs> rather than just this big giant head in her play area that she's obsessed with that, you know, she dances around and everything else. Yeah, it became like one of those like domes, that, like a jungle gym. <laughs> like, yeah. She, dra- she drags it around the whole um, house. And it's, I mean, I've, you could literally say the word Elmo and she'll start freaking out. Yeah, he didn't know he was buying her like a toy when he was buying this ginormous men's Elmo costume that came with a giant Elmo head that Freya just loves. And if you say happy, happy dance dance, she will. Oh, my God. So excited. I wish I wish we could (laughs) as as adults or as, you know, instantly have that much joy when you see like. Just Elmo. I'm just like, uh, just that type would, of innocence is so special. And I, you know, even because I, because I, I battle with even, you know, raising my daughter and being like, you know, the universe, you are the controller of your universe. Anything you want and anything you don't want, you can attract just by your, your, your feelings and stuff. Um, and I don't know anyone who's been raised like that. Maybe there is a few spiritual people who, you know, who understand the universe, but we're all creatures of habit. Mary's, Mary's children. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, I'd love yeah. to have a conversation with them too, um, to understand the full power that they possess. And But knowing the power, you know. But it's also the maturity behind the actual power as well. Because um, I'm pretty sure, you know, if kids thought about 
a giant yacht in their backyard, a yacht would appear somehow in some manifestation of it. Well, I mean, Freya, Freya sat and manifested Elmo into the living room. So one hundred percent. But she and a and a, and a G wagon. Yeah, and she and she was she also gets things like you know, like for her Christmas stuff is going to be like art supplies and you know a small table and chairs and and paints and all this type of stuff. And I'm, I think I'm excited for that because you know um, I don't think I ever really experienced that as 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 a kid. So I'm kind of like live, reliving my youth through her. And it's, it's beautiful. Like, I can't wait. I, like, I just got Disney Plus. She's not even, she can't even stay still for like 10 minutes, let alone watch Disney movies. But I can't wait to sit down and watch them with her. What's, uh, your, what's your first Disney movie that you're going to show Freya? I think Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Because, like you know, that. you know, you got, you got the like the street, the street Arab dude. That's me. Um, you have the yes, wife, baby. you have the wife who's like the princess Jasmine, Yo, that's she my wife, Jasmine. literally, yeah, literally, if you guys saw Charlene, Charlene is Jasmine, like, and, she... and you know, I have my little, my little girl is my little Abu, do you know, I've only seen this movie one time, you have not, the, you know, the little monkey is Abu, okay, no, I've, I've genuinely only seen Aladdin one time, I am so bad with Disney movies, I'm bad with any movie, here's what I'm like, as a kid, I would watch the movies and if I got like a personal attachment to it, I'd just rewatch the same movie. So like my movies were like the jungle book, loved the jungle book. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's like one of, that's the great one. Yeah. But like, or like the lion King, the first time I saw the lion King, I was a grown adult. Really? Yes. Are you, wait, are you talking about the new lion King? No. Or the old one. The old one. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was a grown adult when I watched The Lion King. Like, but my favorite other like Disney movie as a kid was Sleeping Beauty because I loved when Maleficent turned into a dragon. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'd watch that all the time. Is that the old one? That's the old one. The old one. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were things that about movies that I would really like, like specific parts. And then I would just rewatch those movies. So like my parents weren't really like the first time I watched the Lion King, my dad was like, what? You've never seen the Lion King. And I was like, well, wouldn't you have been the one to show it to me? He's like, I'm a bad dad. <laughs> so, so we watched the Lion King together. My first time. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. I mean, like when you watch the old, have you seen the new one? With Beyonce. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, yeah, but I'm talking like, when you when you when you're so as a kid obsessed with like again the Lion King or any like Aladdin for example, uh-huh. and then you see the new Aladdin, you're you're like it's kind of not the same because because you, you're sitting there the same. you're watching it based upon the childhood f- feelings that you feelings. think you had then, and you're trying to really it's like you know when you go out and have a great night with your friends and you go out the next night you try and recreate that same feeling and it's not yes. the same. You're not good. Yeah. You're trying to chase the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, those type of movies are obviously not for us. It's for, for people who haven't act, the new generation who haven't. So I, for sure, for me now, I think showing my daughter would have to be the old ones first and then the newer ones, but you just have to promise me you will leave it to me to show her frozen. Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I can't sit through frozen. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Promise have me to be you'll you. leave it to me 100%. because those are like my favorite Disney movies ever yeah. made. Frozen like 1 you, and Frozen 2. You know, when you see them when you're younger, you're like, the graphics are fucking amazing. This shit is blowing my mind, the animation. And then you look at it now, you're like, it's kind of shit. Because, because, and then you see the new one, you're like, holy shit, this is like graphics. Yeah. I, I always wonder like what movies are going to be like, like when we're super older. And, you know, like you have like, you know, I don't know, the super, super HD now. Those are not even going to be a thing because, you know, like you had the cassette, then the, the VHS, then the DVD. And now you have it's all digital. I mean, what's the next step from that, say, 40 years from now? I have no idea because I just watched this Scarlett Johansson movie <laughs> where she uh, I really wish I knew Ghost in the Shell. I haven't seen that. Is that new? Uh, I feel like it maybe it's like two years old. I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. Brian was watching it. 
Is it is that when she turns into <laughs> like, like a computer and or a consciousness? Yeah, they they take her living brain. Yes, they take her her living brain and and they they talk about her ghost being in this body. It's just so wild and the the future. Like I like we were watching it and we were like, this is not that far away. Like just like the holographic shit going on in the sky and like everything like that that i don't even know what i i don't even know if movies will what they'll be in 40 years or what anything will be in 40 years because i just feel like technology is moving so fast and like we were looking at this movie and i was like there's no way that this is that far away Mm -hmm. like just like all of this stuff it was just like so crazy it was one of the craziest movies i really you should watch it it's wild i'm going to i'm going to one question for you is um if you could say for example if someone gave you a pill and said you could live forever would you you cut out but was it if i could live forever would i yes if someone if someone gave you a say a pill to take and it said you're going to live forever if you take this and you will would you because i always ask myself those questions like, like, you know, when no. we had Peter Diamandis on, it was like, oh, you can upload your consciousness and you can live forever. Like, that's like in the dis- near distant future. Would you? I guess if the people around me were able to do the same that I, that I love, mm-hmm. but if, not to get really deep, but if not, there's no meaning for me to be on the earth. Mm-hmm. So, no, I wouldn't. No, neither would I. I'm kind of, ex- you know, it's, people who, you know, fear death and all that type of stuff. I, I have such an innate relationship for it because, you know, it's, it's guaranteed, you know. For sure. So. I mean, I'm like, for sure. For sure. For sure, guaranteed. For, for me, it has to, it's something so natural. So there, I don't know, something inside me says, you, you know, you can't fear it because it, I know it's not permanent. And, and, you know, you know me with studying near-death experiences and we've had a bunch of people on who, who have come back with hard evidence themselves of, of the stories of things they've seen, you know, on the other side. Um, it's just fascinating. I, like, I, I love those, those type of talks and those, um, those, those aspirations of people who come back and completely transform their lives from what they had to what they have now. I don't think it's uh, something to fear. What, what's your fear of it, though? Well, I remember you and I were, you and I, we talked about my fear of, uh, of death and um, like the sadness that I, I'm afraid of, of feeling when Mary and I discuss um, when she, when she was, you know, presented with her life, it was kind of like a movie flashing before her eyes. And I asked her, what was the feeling of that when you got to look back on your entire life? That's been my biggest fear about death my entire life. Yeah, but what it, did she say about the feeling though? She said she, she felt said love. She said she felt yeah, no and that she felt no judgment for me. My fear of that was looking back and being like my family, my like like no, no, like I don't, you know, like I thought it would be a sad, scary feeling, but recently. I have my grandma to go home to. I have my grandpas. I have my family that honestly, I'm not afraid anymore that it, it genuinely took Mammy passing away for me to realize I'm not afraid because I'm not going to be alone on the other side. Your family's going to be there. And that's what I believe. And that's what I believe since I was a little girl, that's what my great grandfather that I'm named after Eldon Lindsay, that's what he preached about. That's, you know, everything that, that I was, I was, you know, taught to believe in. And, and, you know, when I think about death and, and after that, it's like, why wouldn't you want to believe that you're going to see your family again and you're going to be reunited with your family and you're going to, and, and that, that's my hope. And that's, that's why this fear, like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of it. I, I've, I've been scared of death since I was a kid. I don't know why I've always, that's been like my biggest fear that and heights. And so like, you know, I don't know. It, it's just something about, about 
this year that, that made that change that made me almost just comforted, you know, especially after getting the signs that I've gotten from Mammy, you know, that it's not scary, that she's okay, that she's doing the things that she, she's fulfilling herself with the things that she was supposed to be doing that, that she was destined to be doing. And I know that she's in a place where she's so much healthier, so much happier. She has a new body. She has a new form. Um, that's where I'm starting to get less afraid of, of death. Wow. You know what the, um, I think as you start practicing more and more, cause it is a practice, um, of the staying present. I think you'll, you'll understand that even more and more. Because once you start sure. living in the now, you'll be like, okay, I understand how this works or how this is going to work. Um, I want to dive into on a couple of uh, new music just for, you know, fans listening or anyone else. I know you're super excited about what's coming. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, you cut out. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Um. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my new music. Uh, I have my new single coming. Of oh, I can't say that. So we'll cut that out. Um, I I have a new single coming really soon. Um, I'm going to be announcing the date for that pretty soon. <laughs> um, and working on my album. Yeah. And this year is really focusing on my album and it being, you know, this is my very first album and I want it to be everything that I want it to be, you know, not that anybody else wants it to be. Uh, I've been saying I'm going to make an album since 17 years old. I, I, it was going to be called NC 17. Um, that never happened. So I'm very excited to finally like start working on an album. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can. Perfect. I got the end of that. That was, um, are you still going to call it NC-17? No, I'm not going to call it <laughs> NC-17. No, I think it would be hilarious if I did. Um, NC-21. NC-21. Um, coming soon. But yeah, I I have a lot of thoughts about this album and there's like a lot going into it and it's very strategic because you know how I am with my music. If you know, I, I have multiple things coming this year that I'm so excited for and it's not even just my own music. And, um, that's, that's, I'm just as excited for that as I am for, for my own personal music. That's, you know, solo and, Ooh, and so, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really, really, really cool ending of the year and, and even cooler beginning of the new year. Um, but that being said, I'm like not forgetting what's going on in the real world. And that definitely hangs on my mind every day. So every time that I, you know, um, I don't know. I just do a lot of reflecting on what's going on right now. And I, and I want to be able to help as much as I can, you know, there's, there's so little and only so much I can do Mm -hmm. um, as who I am. And so I try to use my platform to raise awareness and do all that. And I know that we have a lot of hard work as a country. We've gone through a lot. um, And I know we have a lot, going, you know, ahead of us next year that I think a lot of us are nervous for. We were all extremely nervous for the election. And, you know, um, now it's time to make a better change. And, you know, as I'm thinking about my music and thinking about my album, I'm also thinking about, you know, people and their lives and, and uh, yeah, just, just, what what's been what's going on in the world and not just again not focusing on me so much yeah that's i mean the um i want to dive in just a little bit on 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 love 
and 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 self love and you know because my 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 goal is to make people realize or or at least find a way to self love or learn to self love. Um, how has love treated you this this year, Noah? Um, in terms of you know self love, whether it's relationships, whatever, have you learned to kind of or found ways to help you self love? I mean. You know, I'm not talking about like obsessive, oh, I love myself, even though that's great too. It's more of a, because um, I think people like us turn to, tend to take care of other people first rather than really reflecting on our self-love for ourselves. Um, so I, I, just in kind of a year reflection of how love has treated you or how you've treated love this year. I'd love to know more about that from your perspective. I think I've learned a lot about love this year. And like how many different forms it comes in and how many ways different people show their ways of love, um, whether it's hard for them or easy or hard for me or easy. Um, Self-love towards myself has always been super hard, but I know that the first step of wanting to get better with that is self-love and I have to love myself to want to help myself. And so that was the first step of self-love that I'd struggled with for a very long time. And I think, yeah, just very recently I'm starting to get used to the feeling of a little bit of self-love. And the reason I put a little bit is because I still have, you know, my, my personal struggles every day. But yeah, I definitely learned a lot about love and, you know, the, the great and terrible powers it has. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty heavy weapon as well. And um, I've, I've just, I've learned a lot about it this year. Mm, I love that. See, it, it, I, I'm, I'm shocked, Noah, because the, the growth that you've had for it, I mean, because I, you know, I analyze and I dissect and I understand people's powers they have and the attractions they have. And I'm seeing the, the need. Remember I told you about the needle is on one side or the other. If you can get that needle in the middle, you're operating on a path of no resistance and you're operating at a level that you should be operating or vibration. Um, and seeing you and hearing you and seeing all these things that you're, you're that you're um, aware of now. It's a beautiful thing. And I mean, people listening who are, who, who are trying to, you know, find the self-love and the self-care and just, it's practice. You have to practice every day. I mean, it's like, it's like a, it's like a muscle, you know, it's like something you have to train because we've been living the same way we've been living for, for a very long time. And it's not going to change overnight. It can change overnight if you want it to, but I think realistically, as humans, we, we condition and we, we, we're trapped in this cycle. And I think you're a perfect example of someone who's, you know, understands exactly who she is or trying to understand who she is, trying to find the solution rather than the negative side of it. Um, and I'm, that's, that's my, 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 new, my new mantra is like, what's the solution here? If there's an issue come up, it's like, it's always the, the what's, what's the solution? There, you know, the issue is the issue, but... It's, it, we have to always find the solution to what to our own problems, um, and that's kind of been my personal growth for this whole year, which I've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the people around me or giving my my advice as much as I can and allowing them to to take it on and grow and and really learn like you have. I mean, you know, I've learned from you so much, so much about my own self, um, and I'm, and I know the lockdown's going on. And to be honest, you know me, I, like I'm, I'm a hermit, so I don't really know what's going on. I don't really, you know, I don't really. <laughs> um, so, but, but I, I see that there's, there's so, so much positives coming, you know, cause we've been, you know, I've seen the resilience, I, you know, I take, take the little one for walks and I see all these signs of like, you know, we're in this together. So there's, there's like a sense of community which I feel hasn't really been there since I've been in the U S um, and you know, the whole Thanksgiving thing, thing to me is foreign anyway. Cause you know, we don't really learn about in schools. You don't really learn about history of, of the U S or anyone else. 
you kind of learn about the, the British history and not really the bad things. It's always the kind of surface driven things. And for the first time ever this year, I mean, you know, we went to a friend of ours and they cooked this. It's probably the best food ever. It's like it was like soul food uh, Thanksgiving dinner. It was insane. Yeah. So good. And we all stand, stood in a circle and we all held hands and we basically each person had to say what they were thankful for. And I was like, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, I've never done that shit in my life. I mean, I'm constantly like I looked at the I was it was the full moon yesterday. I looked at the moon. I was like, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for so many things. But, you know, saying it out, out loud in front of a ton of people was super empowering. And everyone was just like laughing and joking and this and that. And, you know, and it was it was done from such a place of love which I feel like, you know, people are now, the, the meaning of Thanksgiving is transforming into understanding what that connotation is and transforming that negative connotation into, into love and projecting that love uh, to the people around us and projecting the meaning and obviously not forgetting where that history is, but transforming that history into something of a solution. For sure. And I think that's, that's kind of what I've learned this year. Um, and I'm just, I, you know, I'm excited about now. You know, I'm excited about what we're doing. I'm excited about what you're the doing. future is now. <laughs> Shout out to Billy. That's all I hear whenever people talk about future, present, anything. Past does not equal the future. Future is now. I know. It's true, though. I mean, it really is true. If you kind of ba- basically break it down. Um but again, I, like I love being on this this in my field journey with you. Um, this is super positive, super kind of, you know, the messages that we receive. I want to thank so like we see get so many social media messages from people saying the podcast has changed their lives. You know, they learned so much about spiritual awareness and manifestations and all these type of things that you know we'd never normally have conversations about. Uh, I'm learning just as much as I feel like our listeners are learning, which is yeah. the greatest part. Yeah. Um, And that's where like, sorry, my dogs are barking, but like uh, any, any, any garbage truck or delivery truck that drives by Mellow's just on it. Um, But um, I forget what I was saying at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're good. I think we should, we should, it's just, I mean, we were just talking about um, this kind of reflection and, and this being our first kind of one-on-one, which is kind of amazing. And we'll keep doing these, obviously. And we have some some more great guests coming on, which which we'll be dropping every Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you. No thank one. you, Lou, for being on in my feels and letting. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> how do two how do two co-hosts uh, end the other one on? Thanks for having me. I we know, can, I know. See you next week. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'll see you when we have our have a guest on here. Um I love you. Luke.